Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. everybody welcome to another edition of Guzman's Gridiron <laughs> presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Red and Gray Gridiron Group. Kyle Bennett joined by Coach Guzman. First game under your belt as a head coach. Uh, unfortunately not the outcome that you know the team was looking for but 19 to 11 the final score against Oakcrest stayed in it throughout the entirety of the game yep. down to the very end. Talk to me about just the experience of your first game as a head coach, watching those kids go out there and battle and kind of just never quit for, for the entirety of the game. Um, yeah, our kids are good kids. They didn't, they sure uh, they didn't give up at all. Um, they gave it their best shot. Um, we just, you know, we need to clean some things up um, on all facets of the game, and, and we'll go into uh, Bridgeton week ready. We talked last week, you know, Gavin Gallo is the starting quarterback. Seemed like he just got more and more comfortable as the game progressed. As things went on, he seemed to just get more in a flow. Right. Talk to me about what you guys saw, uh, you know, just from his progressions and as the game went on, him just seeming more comfortable at the quarterback position for the first time in his career. Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a rocky start for him, but um, he kind of settled in. Um, and then when we got into the uh, second half, we really started to, you know, grind the ball down. Um, he started to pick his spots. And so, you know, we just uh, started a little bit too late, unfortunately. You know, everybody kind of just, they stayed the course. They never kind of quit, even when things got tough. You know, going down two scores, everybody seemed composed, poised on the sidelines. Right. Just talk about that demeanor of the team, you know, in a week zero situation as well, where you're all trying to figure things out as a team, as a unit for the first time this year to stay composed the way that everybody did in all three phases, how special is that in a week zero situation, not only for that particular game, but knowing that you guys can keep that composure going forward, knowing that no matter what the situation is, you're going to be locked in and stay in the game. Um, again, I can't say, you know, speak enough about our kids. Um, they're great kids. They stay within that moment. Um, and they're always there to, you know, cheer each other on and, and just, you know, make sure that, we're together instead of, you know, again, that uh, that old culture of just being kind of quiet and distant. Um, so they were in the game the whole time. And um, we can't ask more of our kids. We just got to make sure that we clean it up for this upcoming week and moving forward into the next weeks of um, football. I know you and Coach Smith have a, a phenomenal relationship both on and off the field. And both Rich and I in the booth, it was like, sweet music hearing him yelling on the sidelines again to have him back and just seeing how the defense performed in this game they were resilient from start to finish kept you guys in a lot of uh the drives that you had preventing Oakcrest as the game went on from being able to move the ball talk to me about the defensive performance you guys put up and how coach Smith kind of you know reacted to overall seeing how the guys played uh again can't say enough about coach Smith um, he had, you know, he had our defense ready to rock and roll. Uh, you know, the intensity was there. You know, their, uh, you know, adjustments, alignments, and assignments were there. Um, with the exception of the one that went over <laughs> over the top on us, um, you know, we were pretty much geared in and focused on our defensive efforts. Um, but, again, there's still a lot to be had in, in getting better on the defensive side of the ball as well as the offensive and, and special teams as, as well as, you know, that run back for the punt return didn't, didn't help too much either. So we're going to clean things up. We're looking to, you know, go into Bridgeton and, um, and do what we need to do, do our job business-like and leave with a business-like attitude as well. 
And on the defensive side of things, you guys record your first sack of the season. Ryan Carter comes through with a big-time play. You get your first turnover. Mark Mutcherson over the top gets that nice interception, runs Absolutely. it back for, for great field position for you guys. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of an identity that you guys want to establish outside of obviously getting after the quarterback? You know, you want to come up with those sacks. You want to be able to have that secondary be able to kind of be ball hawks and go up for interceptions and create havoc in the passing game for your opponents. Absolutely. Um, you know, the way that Coach Smith, you know, uh, organizes his defense, it's an opportunistic defense. We have the players, um, so he just sets them in position to be successful along with, you know, um, Coach Shelton. They have a great chemistry. Um, you know, and Coach Shelton also helps out with our defensive backfield as well as the linebackers. So, again, they're putting them in positions to make plays and be opportunistic. So, again, teams need to understand that we're going to be we're going to be hawking that ball down. Whether you think that you have the speed, our kids are getting taught the fundamentals and the basics to go ahead and make sure that they're covering their zone and or making sure that the matchups that they have on the field are going to be covered at all times regardless of what offensive play is on the table. You know, you brought up the special teams. Obviously, the run back happens, but it seemed like every single punt attempt that Oakcrest had, at least two guys were getting in and creating chaos back there for their punter. Yes. That's something that we truly haven't seen in a long time from a Vineland special teams unit to see just the, the tenacity of that special teams unit get after the punter and be in his face, creating an uncomfortable environment for him. I personally enjoyed that. As somebody who enjoys special teams Absolutely. and knows how important it is, talk to me about just the, the grit that the special teams unit showed against Oakcrest. Um, Coach Marcelino is doing an excellent job with our special teams. Um, I've given him the freedom to go ahead and, and, you know, get creative. And he's done that for us. He's gotten really creative. So now you're seeing a little more uh, of our guys getting into that backfield and causing the havoc you're talking about. Um, so, again, I'm not going to give up any of his secrets, but he has a nice – system going where the kids understand it absorb it and then apply it on the field and you know speaking of special teams your first points as a head coach come via special teams yes. you get a field goal in this game he's in attendance tonight mr Greif himself <laughs> um you know to to get your first points as well yes. you know how cool was that that it did come via field goal after last week we talked about how he's got the boot and he's able to you know be a, an x factor for you guys in the scoring game um, again, who better than the, you know, get that through the uprights. But, you know, great, great kid. Uh, love that kid. Uh, like I said, he's, he's going to end his career here probably being one of the best, if not the best kicker that we've had in a long time here at Violent. Um, I only wish him the best. I know he's got a lot to show. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for Mr. Greif because he's going to put a lot through. And like we mentioned, you know, we're, we have an audience here. We are at the Double Eagle. Big right. shout-out to Robbie Bono for Absolutely. allowing us Thank to do you, the show here every single week. You can come out, watch the show as well. Um, but, you know, what are some takeaways from this Oakcrest game, you know, overall? You know, a 19-11 final score. Uh, you know, the NFL has scoregami. I think that might have been Violent High School scoregami. <laughs> I don't think I ever remember a 19-11 to 11 final score right. uh, as long as I've been around the team. But, you know, just positive – takeaways and, and learning points from this game that you guys are going to implement this week in practice heading into Bridgeton on Friday? Um, one, of the, one of the main positive aspects that we gained from this is that we know we have gas in the tank for the fourth quarter and further if need be um, onto a, um, you know overtime situation. On top of that, we know that our kids are resilient and they're not going to give up. They're just not going to give up. As you saw, we were behind the eight ball there, 19 nothing, right, um, going into the fourth. And in one quarter, we scored 11. So we just started a little late. Um, again, we're going to fix everything up. We're going to fine-tune the offense. We're going to fine-tune the defense and the special teams. And, um, and we're getting after it this week. There's nothing that's changing by way of work ethic. It's high bar set. Um, and we're going to go ahead and continue to, to strive to be the best we can be with what we have. And, you know, somebody that stood out to me, just something Rich and I have talked about in the booth the last couple of years since he got the call up to Varsity's finding that in-between-the-tackles vision, Charles Clark was phenomenal on Friday wow. night. From wow. running outside, from running inside, to staying on his feet and earning an extra two, three, four yards by just being able to push forward. Talk about his progression and what you guys saw on Friday night because that was a new look, Charles Clark. Uh, Charles Clark, very dynamic player, very passionate player. Um, 
one guy's not going to take him though. As you saw, he was giving people rides. I mean, at, at sometimes he had two, three people on his back and still motoring his legs. Um, he's a special back. The awareness is there. The vision is there. And you see the outright just bulldozing people over. It's all there. So he has everything that you need for a back to be successful, and he's going to have one heck of a season this year. Before we talk a little bit more about the offense, we have a sponsor, Coach. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> uh, Allen Associates, big thank you to Allen Associates thank for you. being yep. a sponsor of Guzman's Gridiron. If you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, mm -hmm. look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services. With over six decades of experience under their belts, they specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. And whether you're part of the public or private sector, they've got you covered. Their family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. And you can now easily learn more and access their services by visiting their brand-new website, A-L-L-E-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. That's also linked in the description of the video and audio versions of this podcast. So join the family and let them help you secure your future. Contact them today as well by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. And big thank you to Allen Associates for being a sponsor of Guzman's Gridiron. Dwayne Hendricks, first game as an offensive coordinator with Vineland. Talk about what you saw from this new look offense, obviously new quarterback at the helm, weapons looking for new looks as well. You, you mixed in some new players at different positions than what yes. we've seen in the past. Yes. Talk to me about what was very impressive to you from Coach Hendricks. Um, Coach Hendricks, again, can't speak enough on him. Uh, his demeanor, he is he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. He stays right in the pocket. Um, he knows exactly, you know, what plays he wants and what to call. Uh, the dynamics of that play and how it would f affect us at that certain moment that we're about to apply it. Um, just an, an ace guy all the way through and through. Um, again, managed the game very well. You know, we just came up short. You know, we made too many mental errors on the field. Um, but the game plan was you know, solid like a rock. Um, again, can't say enough about Coach Hendricks. Some other guys that stepped up, you know, they kind of caught on towards the end of last year. Cephas, Israel Schwed, very involved in the offense, very involved in, Absolutely. you know, the, the special teams return game as well. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about those two guys who kind of fly under the radar with the immense talent that is across this, this roster, but they made their mark in this game and, and were very big contributors across the board. Um, as I said in the uh, first podcast, you know, we have guys that are going to be opening eyes, period. Um, Josh Cephas, you know, great tailback, great change of pace back. Um, but we'll run it right up the gut, as you saw this last game. Complimented Charles I mean, perfectly. beautifully. You know, that's like thunder and lightning, I say. You know, they're both talented in their respective degree. Um, but, again, Josh brings a different dynamic. Uh, and, you know, sure-handed out of the backfield, very slippery to get to. He is just so low to the ground, so when he makes his cuts, they're now, you know. Um, and as far as Schwed, again, possession receiver, beautiful hands, runs incredible routes, clean, crisp. Um, can't say enough about that kid. He's upped his game a lot. Yeah, and I mean, overall, it. we talked about it last week too with that group of freshmen a couple years ago who got that call up to varsity and now are juniors, now are seniors their poise and varsity experience really showcased Absolutely. on Friday night. Absolutely. Um, and, again, our line, they they started to get it together, started to gel, and they're a force to be reckoned with. I'm sorry. Our line is very smart, very physical at the point of attack, and you saw that as the game got going. Um, and, again, gas in the tank, plenty of it. And uh, it's just unfortunate, like I said, the outcome. But um, – Again, these guys are, are willing to do what it takes to get on to the next level. So look for a little difference come Bridgeton game this week. And the O-line, we were talking about it in the booth too. It feels like the left side of the line, those two guys together, right side of the line, those two guys together. Their play styles of offensive line really complement each other well. And then obviously you have the, the brain of the offensive line right in the center who just understands everybody, which is – arguably the most important job in football is right. the center position 
Talk to me about, you know, just the way that the O-line performed, worked at protecting Gallo, giving him opportunities as the game progressed as well. Gallo was able to kind of, you know, use his legs a little bit and open things up. How did you guys kind of grade the offensive line's performance? Um, again, in speaking with Coach Gilbert, our offensive line coach, um, you know, there's there's some improvements to be made, of course, throughout, you know, all three facets of the game. But, um, again, he was pleased, pleasantly surprised at times with, with how we were blocking, especially on pass. If you look at them, them plays, sometimes Gallo had over six seconds to throw the ball. I mean, that's like NFL time, mm-hmm. you know, college time. You, typically in high school, you're looking at three seconds, two to three seconds, if and we're letting that, go, that ball go. Um, but he was getting plenty of time in the pocket. Um, again, just some miscues and throwing, things of that nature, maybe how he delivered the ball. Um, but overall, you know, our kids are, are just biting at the bit for this week. They, they want to put the pass behind them, and they want to look forward to, to Bridgeton this week. And we really broke it down in the booth. Overall, it was two turnovers that led to those initial touchdowns and then obviously the, the special teams run back. Overall, the defense was phenomenal. The offense did their job down the stretch, and if you clean up those turnovers, we might be talking about a different game here. Absolutely, totally different game. Um, and at minimum, if, if, if you just take back the punt return, you're looking at a 12-11 ball game. Last year we played them 7-6. So, again, we, we, we came up short, but we are so close. Once we put this thing together, these kids are going to have a lot of business to be talked about in the upcoming games to come. There was a moment in this game, too. We were talking about it on the broadcast as it happened. You guys were inside your own 20. You decided to punt for it in the fourth quarter. You punted back to Oakcrest. Right. That moment was a momentum swing, whether people want to believe it or not. You punted away. The defense does what the defense did the entirety of the game, got you guys the ball back, and then that's when your scoring surge started. Talk to me about that decision where – It's late in the game. You guys are still looking for points. You decide to punt it away to your opponent who's up by three scores, and yet you're still able to come out, get the ball back. You go on that Mm -hmm. surge of putting up 11 unanswered. What went into that decision of we're going to punt it away? We're comfortable giving our defense an opportunity to give the ball back to us. Um, I think as a staff we're very comfortable in, you know, uh, exchanging information, Um, you know, Coach Hendricks had no problem with going ahead, letting our defense do their job, get him the ball back so he can coordinate his offensive move. Um, It was just, you know, again, going back to Mr. Greif, he had a phenomenal game. Oh, yeah. I mean, phenomenal game, and you know, proof's in the pudding. The escapability, you know, I call him. And now it's like it goes from the golden leg to the magic that punt man. where he <laughs> was half sideways and yeah, is able to boot it, you know, forty and yards down the field was insane. And that's the thing; he was able to kick the ball away, perfect. Clean. I mean, it was clean. And he's over there dipping and dodging. I'm like, oh, he's gonna. There you go. The ball's gone. So, um, you know, the accuracy, uh, you know, where we want him to kick the ball. It's just. He's got all these intangibles that people have no idea. But um, him going on, which I know he will, to the next level, whatever coach gets his hands on him after high school, is gonna, he's going to be enjoyment to have. And obviously you have a bunch of new alumni coaches on this staff. Absolutely. Coach Hendricks in a new role, Coach Smith back. From a, a head coaching perspective, obviously chemistry matters not only on the field but within your staff. How do you feel like you guys performed as a staff collectively and how your chemistry worked in a game-type situation? Because a lot of people will, you know, think, you know, you can be friendly on and off the field at practice. It's a lot different of a mindset when it's actual game day. How do you feel like you guys as a unit cohesively performed in a game day scenario throughout that entirety of Friday night? Um, First and foremost, before I even answer that, I got to answer this. I left out two coaches last week. I want to give it up to Coach Nelson. Or, uh, he's underneath uh, Coach Vizo, quarterbacks coach, and Coach Ecker. Um, great job in the in the uh, in the booth with Coach Hendricks. Um, he's he's sort of the eyes for Coach uh, Smith for the defense. Um, as far as our cohesiveness, we just have a beautiful chemistry. We really do. Um, even on game day, do we have things that we need to clean up? Absolutely. Starting with me, um, you know. I'm learning myself as I go. Um, I told my guys after the game, some of those things I'll take right on the chin. I, it was me. 
personally me. And I take the total loss on my chin because that it always falls back on the head coach. I have no problem with that. But we as a staff are going to clean up everything on our end so that that way, you know, moving forward, things, you know, progress in the right way. Instead of having little lumps and, and, and such, we're going to smooth everything out um, going into our next game in Bridgeton. But, again, our cohesiveness and, and our togetherness, unmatched. I mean, we – I have a thing with my uh, with my staff. I don't keep – there's no secrets. So every one of these guys knows everything. I just tell them exactly what it is. I'm an open book. I just – here's what we're going to do. You know, I messed up here. Whatever the case may be, we have open dialogue. Um, and it's just great to have that, that camaraderie and that togetherness. And, and we have it, believe it. One last bit on this Oakcrest game before we move forward. Towards the end of the game, a lot of us in the booth and a lot of people afterwards – thought that you guys had multiple timeouts down the stretch was that the case because I feel like there was just a lot of confusion across the board of who knew how many timeouts there were what was the timeout scenario did you speak to the refs on that at all um, because a lot of us thought there were two timeouts left um, uh, you know I'm not gonna sit here and, and badmouth anyone uh, you know the refs did the best they could um, but there were some calls that were that were weird at best um, and we'll just leave it at that again. I, you know, I'm not here to badmouth anybody. So they did the best they could. Uh, moving into Bridgeton Week, obviously a county rival. Um, how fun is that? You get your first, you know, county rivalry matchup as a head coach. And it's been a couple of years in a row now that, you know, Bridgeton and Vineland have faced off. And I love that from a sense of I feel like everyone in the county should always be playing each Absolutely. other. You know. Vineland, Millville, Bridgeton, and Cumberland Regional, I feel like, should always be playing each other Absolutely. no matter what the schedule is. Those rivalries go back long forever. Way. A long way. So how fun is that for you guys to get amped up for a county rivalry this early in the year? Uh, we're very, very excited to uh, face Bridgeton. Um, we owe them a little payback from last year. So, you know, the kids are excited. The staff is excited. But, again, nothing's given to you. We've got to come with a great game plan, which I know Coach Hendricks and Coach Smith, uh, along with Coach Marcelino, will have a beautiful game plan on all facets of the game, um, along with myself. And we're gonna, you know, put it, you know, put together our best effort and and go in there. But um, again, we're excited to to see what's coming along the road for Bridgeton. You know, last year was at their place. This year, I think we touched on it a little bit last week too. Four out of your first five games are at home. Yes. Talk about that Gatone Stadium crowd. Two weeks before school starts, what a turnout. It was beautiful. I mean, I I really wasn't expecting that many people, but it was a beautiful turnout. And they all came in their white. Um, you know, it was an exciting atmosphere. For those that thought that it was going to be, because I know some people thought, oh, wait, it might be out of hand. They were in for a great game. Mm -hmm. It was a great game in the stretch where we could have, the defense even got us the ball back with a minute 13. So we, we had the ball driving to go ahead and, and put the, uh, the tying score in there. Um, but, again, fell a little short. But, the, again, I can't say enough for our fans. The community came out in, in droves, and, and uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Our kids appreciate that. How much of an advantage do you think it's going to be this year, especially this early on in the season when four out of your first five are at home, to have that VHS crowd behind you, to have that Catone Stadium packed, loud, cheering this team on, knowing that they have expectations right. for this team as well, just like this staff does? Um, you know, we're used to being road warriors. So for us to be at home for so many games in a row, it's, it's, a, it's a really pleasing uh, feeling for us as, as a staff and, and for the kids. So, you know, we're really looking forward to these next few games at home. Um, it just brings a different energy. Uh, within our kids, you know, they have their families there that, you know, their friends are there um, versus when we go away where not so many people from maybe back home can make it to the game. So um, we're looking forward to these four games and being home warriors instead of road warriors. And I mean, I think at any level of any sport to establish a home field advantage right. adds such a, a dynamic element. You know, you look back when the Seahawks were in their heyday in the NFL, the 12th man came to be, and right. that has lived on to this day. You know, you look at even last year in baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies set that home field advantage. Nobody wanted to play at right. Citizens Bank Park. To get that home field advantage established this early in the season, you know, even in a, a game that ends up not in your favor, 19-11, to 11, 
you stayed in it until the very end. The fans were there through and through until the very end. Yes. If that keeps going, late in the season, October rolls around, postseason rolls around, say you get, you know, that opportunity to play in October at home, knowing that this fan base of Vineland High School football established that tenacity and home field advantage for you guys right. early in the season. How fun is that going to be throughout the duration of the year, knowing that these kids, their parents, everybody's staff wants to come out and make Gatone Stadium the place to be on Friday night? Um, again, Friday night lights, you, I mean, you can't paint a better picture than that. Um, you know, and we, we consider that our paydays. You know, the kids know. But once we put in the work all week, we're looking to get paid on Friday. Um, so to have, again, the community and everyone within Vineland to go ahead and, and, you know, show their support to, you know, the staff and the kids, it's, it's unbelievably gratifying. And, and we're looking forward to that. It, it's like every week, it's like, you know, for the first few weeks, you're home. So the kids are really looking forward to playing their hardest, giving their all, and having all that energy in that stadium converge on them and just bring them to the next level. And from a preparation standpoint, too, to be at home as early, as often as you are this early on in the year, to not have to get on a bus, to not have to right. travel, you know where you're going. You're going right, right down the road to Gatone Stadium. You're staying in Vineland. Mm -hmm. Preparation-wise, how much of a nice like relief is that for you guys as coaches? It's a uh, it's a beautiful thing. Again, you know, you're home. You're everything's is is catered to our kids. We already know what the system is. The kids know what the system is. So. Uh, you know, we have beautiful Catone Stadium that we practice on. Uh, we also have our practice field at the high school. So we, in conjunction, we have both, um, you know, arenas available, and we make sure we practice on both. Uh, so, again, it's, it's really nice to have that allotted to us right here at home. What was it like for you arriving at Catone Stadium on Friday for the first time as a head coach walking in through those gates? Did you soak it in? What was kind of that moment for you? Uh, it was a surreal moment, you know, I, I, it's, I'm on the other side now, right? So, so, you know, being a defensive, you know, line coach for so many years, um, it brings you this, a certain feeling, right? You know, I got my D linemen ready. I know they're ready, but now it's like everything falls on you. It's the team. I got I, me and my coaches, we got the team ready, um, uh, and then it's – I remember one moment there, um, Mr. Robbins, our AD, you know, he pulled me to the side by our locker, and he said, you know, really take this moment in and, and relish in this moment. And I looked at him and I said, oh, yeah, absolutely, 150% I'm relishing in this moment. Um, and it's just a lot easier to relish in the moment when you know you have your family with you. You know what I mean? I got my kids with me. I got my staff with me. It was, it was a beautiful thing, and I soaked it all up. Believe me, Kyle, I did. You know, on top of the fans being there, the band was in midseason form. Love Cheer our band. team was in midseason form. Cheerleaders can't say enough. Talk about that cohesiveness, because over the past couple of years, it's really felt like those three have come together, the football team, the band, the cheer team, and have become almost one collective unit. Talk mm -hmm. about that relationship that has kind of formed over the last couple of years and how much you guys are still trying to, to grow that and build that to be this, you know, triangle of, of power to really bring that game day experience for everybody coming to Gatone Stadium. Um, again, I can't say enough for Danny Russo, who he brought that, what you just called the triangle, he brought that cohesiveness between, you know, the football team and, and the band and the cheerleaders, um, not to mention other, uh, uh, you know, sports within violence. He wanted to bring back the old uh, violent uh, uh, sports, you know, dynamic, which was everybody was there for each mm -hmm. other. You know, the football team was there for the baseball team and the tennis team and the soccer team, you know. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to take his lead and just trying to go ahead and keep on growing that because at the end of the day, it's violent high school and we've got to be there for each other and support our kids. You know, we're in the, I always say we're in the business of kids. So what better avenue to take than, to mesh for football, the band, the cheerleaders, and the uh, football team together to bring out this beautiful product. So, And I'll tell you guys, 
the field show this year is going to be <laughs> fantastic for the band. Absolutely. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, little hint, they're going to the upside down. <laughs> little, little Stranger Things yes, yep. theme for their just field show tug, this year. Just a little hint. It's going to be impressive. Um, we're going to take a quick break for another word from our sponsors, so don't go anywhere if you're watching on YouTube. Don't go anywhere if you're watching anywhere. We'll be right back, and we're going to preview Bridgeton. Well, let's do it. This episode of Guzman's Gridiron is brought to you proudly by Allen Associates. And if you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services. With over six decades of experience under their belts, they specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. Whether you're part of the public or private sector, they've got you covered. Our family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. You can now easily learn more and access our services by visiting our brand new website, allenassos.com. That's A-L-L-E-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Link is also in the description of this episode. So join the family and let us help you secure your future. Contact Allen Associates today by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. We want to thank Allen Associates for being a proud partner of Guzman's Gridiron, the official Violent High School Football Coaches Show on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. Bridgeton upcoming. We yes. touched on it a little bit. Obviously, the county rivalry aspect mm -hmm. from – film that you guys are going to dive into and knowing over the past couple of years what Bridgeton brings to the table what are you kind of expecting from this matchup that may be similar to some things that you guys brought to the table against Oakcrest and what are some things that are definitely going to have to change just based on personnel that Bridgeton has well um, one thing I could tell you about Bridgeton uh, again I respect that coaching staff um, and their kids um, they're going to bring you know hard-nosed football to the stage I mean it's always a game within the Cumberland County uh, uh, realm. So if you're facing a team within Cumberland County, it's going to be a game. Um, that we know. Um, they always have athletes. That we know. Um, but, again, we've got athletes, and we got some really talented players ourselves. So we're going to go ahead, um, you know, make sure that offensively we carry out and execute our, our X's and O's. Uh, defensively, you know, you're still going to get – Code Smith and all his bags of tricks. Um, and special teams-wise, you know, you're Marcelino, steady, ready. You know, he's always at the ready. So so we're going to go ahead, um, plan accordingly, and, uh, you know, hope for the best come Friday. And I think uh, I think the kids got a little, a little chip on their shoulder to go ahead and, and lay to rest a lot of thoughts and things out there in the community. And obviously, you know, last year Bridgeton – their now tailback was playing quarterback for them. Right. Uh, so he'll be back in his natural position. Absolutely. He's a big boy, 6'1", mm -hmm. is able to kind of run through the tackles. How much of an advantage is it having Davon Seymour around to kind of teach the tricks of the trade there for the defense and let them know what they're going to kind of be facing when it comes to trying to stop the the bruising back ability that Bridgeton has with one of their featured players? So – you know, along with, you know, T.O., you got Coach Teamer, and it's 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 a two-headed, you know, monster in that running back room. Um, so they're going to go ahead. They're going to give us all the insight that they feel that um, we need to know on the defensive end of the ball. Um, so that will also, in turn, help Coach Smith in how he's going to be able to face attacking uh, this Bridgeton team come this Friday. So it all works hand-in-hand, hand, Kyle. It all works hand-in-hand. Hand. We'll be ready. And to go from facing a team that, you know, Oakcrest for most of the game, very pass-happy, they were trying to, you know, throw the ball. Yes. To switch that mindset of focusing in on a team that seems like they're going to be very run-heavy, try to establish the run to set up the pass. Right. How much of a different mindset in preparation does that take where, you know, you're going from pass defense, pass defense, pass defense, you want your secondary ready, locked and loaded. Now that secondary, most of the time, going to have to come in, converge on the run, and help those guys that are in front of them. How much of a, a mindset switch is that when you're coaching up the guys this week to prepare for a run-first team? Uh, I don't think it's much of a switch, per se, as it is the dynamics that 
Coach Smith sets forth on the defense. Um, you know, we're still going to play hard. We're still going to play fast. Um, and we're still going to go ahead and make, try to make the necessary plays that we need to in order to go ahead and, and solidify a win. So, um, and that's on all three facets of the game, whether you're talking about Coach Smith, Coach Hendricks, or uh, Coach Marcelino. We're going to make sure that we have our, our boys ready, locked in, to get this W on, on Friday. Obviously, you know, Gallo going to be going out there for his second game at quarterback. Talked to him after the game a little bit. Just felt like first game jitters early on right. and, and kind of letting that pressure subside. And you saw it as the game progressed. He got better and better, felt more comfortable uh, doing his thing. How exciting as a coaching staff is it going to be for you guys to know that that's off his chest, that's off his shoulders, and he can kind of just go out there and be a lot more relaxed than he was in week zero? Um, you know, Gallo, again, great kid. Uh, tremendous athlete. I mean, you saw him bulldoze his way for yardage. That stiff arm you that know, he laid yeah, down. I yeah. said, that's, that's Madden-esque. <laughs> so he was, uh, he was giving it his all. Um, you know, the kids rallied behind him. Um, so, you know, we're expecting, we're expecting great things from Gallo. And, and as I said in the first podcast as well, you know, you have the, the young gunner, you know, and Jacob Martinez right there. So, but regardless of who's at the helm, these kids, you know, are going to rally behind. Um, they're going to support, and uh, we're going to keep moving forward. From what you guys saw from Gallo as well, how impressed were you with how he commanded the huddle? Uh, you know, kind of, mm -hmm. if you don't, like, quarterbacks have to know not only their own job, but everybody Everybody's. else's job. Yes. To see the way that he kind of composed himself in the huddle, commanded the huddle, how impressive was that for you? And then with Jacob Martinez, how much of a valuable asset is he on the sidelines when Gallo comes back? Or do you feel like those two are kind of in constant communication? Do you want to see more of that to kind of see what he's seeing out there from the sideline and deliver that information to Gavin? So the way that we have the, you know, the information tree, if you will, you have – coach Mike Wimbish who's relaying plays in and out for coach Hendricks and in conjunction with that you have coach Vizo our, our quarterbacks coach um, right alongside coach uh, Wimbish so that that way they communicate what's going on with the quarterback scene um, and then all the quarterbacks stay with coach Vizo so the line of communication goes from the OC to coach Wimbish if they need to do anything with the quarterbacks goes to coach Vizo. Um, he'll go ahead, relay that information in and he'll also relay it to the backup quarterbacks so that they're always constantly in the loop. Or maybe the backup quarterbacks might see something out there. They tell coach Vizo and the information is passed seamlessly on up to coach Hendricks. So it's a nice dynamic there. We have a, a good thing going with information flow. Your captains were rolled out. Yes. As I told as you, well. as I told uh, you, and I'm glad to have one here with us. So. How impressed were you from their game day leadership? Um, very impressed, and I knew it. I mean, the, the, you know, the kids picked these guys, okay? Um, these guys are, you know, whether they're a quiet leader or a vocal leader or both, um, you know, when you're talking Colin Greif, you're talking Terrell, you know, Powell. Um, you're talking, you know, Gilbert. You're talking Patrick Gilbert. Um, and, oh, my goodness, wait a minute, the fourth. Am I, having, am I having brain fog here? Hold on. I am too. I'm going to pull the photo up because it's on. Say, go ahead, Grave. Who's the fourth? Mark Mutcherson. That's right. I apologize, At Mark Mutcherson. Yes. I mean, he's, I told you, he's solid. Solid. So, it's unbelievable. So, three games prior to this past game, three interceptions. Four now. I mean, this kid is all over the field he's a ball hawk um and i'm glad that that he's one of the the captains on this team as well he's just a quiet leader leads by example does his thing very proud of that kid and he's just he's scratching the surface like i keep telling people he's just scratching and the he's surface. been such a swiss army knife since he's been on the varsity team from wide receiver to backup quarterback to holding for kicks to free safety to uh you know just all over the field. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Right when one, one minute you're looking away, next minute we're – oh, there he is. He's right by the football. Oh, wait. He took the football. I'm sorry. He intercepted it. So, it's it's just he's all over the place, and he's he's playing his position 
finally playing it with, with the mentality that he, he should have had, in my opinion, from the beginning because this kid is special. He's special, and he's finally put everything together, and he's showing it. He's showcasing it now. Now that a game is under your guys' belts, what is kind of the Coach Guzman repertoire for a week of preparation now after a game? What's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, leading into game day mm -hmm. going to look like on the schedule for you guys? Um, so week's preparation is very simple. On Mondays we'll have film and install, but we're in full practice gear. There's never a practice where we're not in full practice gear. Um, I like my kids to practice hard with their equipment on. It just makes for a better outcome come the day of the game. Um, you just see it. They move faster. You know, that extra weight on you, once it gets applied to you, you move faster. You move a lot faster. I mean, yeah, they're a little sore come, you know, uh, But that's Thursday. why we have the best trainers yeah. in South Jersey. TD, Miss Dara, love them. They do a great job with our kids. Uh, not only in, in, in helping them get better, but also, you know, supplying them with, with detailed information on what foods they should eat, how they should, you know, should stretch and what have you, um, what exercises, you know, that they should do. So, uh, you know, we really love having them, you know, on staff. It's, it's unbelievable having two athletic And trainers. I heard TD, you know, after the game talking about it's not going to cool down for another month. No. That changes no. how, you know, you should eat, changes, you know, yes. how you should hydrate and everything like yes. that. That's valuable information that, you know, even when I was in high school, we weren't getting. Yeah. So to have that readily available to kind of just pick those brains of TD, of Darren, I think that is just a thing in the back pocket that Violent High School has Absolutely. that a lot of places don't have, if anybody. Now, we, uh, we appreciate, as I said, what they do. We appreciate what the nurses, uh, you know, shout out to my nurses out there in Violent High School. They did a great job with our kids. They continue to do a great job with our kids, um, you know. So we have a nice, uh, you know, a nice staff, including, you know, those outside of the football program itself that keep our kids, you know, in tip top. So we appreciate all of them. You know, it seemed just kind of like a couple bangs and bruises, a couple cramping scenarios after Friday night. Everybody kind of, for the most part, come up clean slate. How are we looking on the injury front? On the injury front, we're fine. Little nicks and bruises, but you're never 100% in mm -hmm. football. The kids know that, um, especially, you know, our, our upperclassmen, they know. You know, typically in a football year, you're around uh, 85 to 88% if and you're that's lucky. that's a phenomenal if year. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. So, um you know, our kids are, again, they're doing a great job taking care of their bodies. They go in, they go see TD, they go see Miss Dara in the mornings um, when they, you know, post their hours on, on, on our huddle platform. Um, so everything's interactive. You know, everything's built for them to succeed. If they take advantage of these, uh, uh, you know, modalities that we got set forth in the program, they achieve at a high level, you know. So they have been, and, and that's a testament to their hard work as well. You know, we touched on the, the county rivalry aspect of Vineland Bridge, and obviously Vineland Millville is always going to be the game. The game. That's always Period. going to be there. How much fun would it be, you know, now that it's been a few years in a row once again, for Vineland Bridge to really gear up and ramp up to be the rivalry that I think a lot of people wish it was? Um, again, I think that, that that'll come with some time, you know. Uh, but I know on our end – you know, we know how it is playing a, a, a rival within our Cumberland County. It, it's not easy. There is no game, whether you look at Millville, Bridgeton, or Cumberland, that's going to come easy. So um, we know that. Uh, you know, we wholeheartedly uh, uh, tell our kids that. And, uh, again, we're looking for, for a W to be in our, in our win column. You know, we're, we're looking for this W. So if the kids put in all the work, they do what they need to do during the week, we expect nothing but a W come this Friday. You know, it's another game before the school year starts. Has that also been mentioned from the likes of TD and Dare to kind of start getting, like, your sleep schedule back to where it would yes. be when school is in session? Absolutely. Uh, again, uh, can't say enough about TD and Ms. Dara. They, they keep our kids informed about all of those, you know, intangibles. Uh, you know, whether it's sleep, whether it's their bodies, whether it's hydration, um, everything that goes into being an athlete, they have all the information at their fingertips. Uh, all they have to do is message TD and, and uh, Miss Dara through the huddle service that we have available to our kids, and they can get information handed to them 
in an instant. So it's it's just a nice set of, of, of little tools that we have in the box and the arsenal for our kids. And, I mean, going into this Bridgeton game, from what you guys are taking away from Oakcrest, what are some of the expectations that are going to be elevated going into this next week of the regular season? Um, one of the main themes that the kids are going to hear all week is, not to mention moving forward, is start fast and fast. We cannot sit back and, 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 you know, no pun intended, but it is, you know, we can't sit back and wait to get punched in the mouth. We just can't. Um, so we've got to come out early, execute early, and keep executing throughout the, you know, all three phases of the game throughout the game. Um, and, again, ultimately we want to look at that scoreboard and say, okay, we got our first win. Why? Because we put the work in to get this win. And, you know, who are some guys that performed well on Friday night that you want to also on a personal level see them elevate, you know, the expectations they have for themselves and some guys that you want to see more from because you know what they're capable of? Um, one of the guys that really impressed me um, via the defensive side of the ball was uh, Saquon Anderson. Yes. Um, this young man has an unlimited array of talent. Um, and, again, this young man hasn't, you know, scratched the surface either. Uh, great cornerback. Um, he had – he blanketed every every receiver that he had on him. Um, so, you know, we're looking for big things out of him. Um, Mason, a fan of Dwell on the offensive side of the ball. fantastic. Fantastic. Um, this kid, you know, he's a, you know, yes sir, no sir type of kid. You know, looks you in the eyes. Um, great possession receiver. And just, you know, adds a different dimension to Coach Hendrick's, you know, offensive play set. Um, Shwed, we spoke about Israel, you know, uh, just runs beautiful, clean, crisp routes. Um, on his breaks, he's always clean. Um, so, again, we have some guys out there. You already mentioned Charles. I mean, Charles is, is dynamic. You, Josh Cephas, dynamic, you know. So hopefully, and not to mention Mr. Powell, who, um, you know, we haven't seen the likes of, of him have a game game yet. But when, when that young man puts it together, it's going to be a show. Mm -hmm. I promise you. I'm excited to just see the progressions, too, from what these kids take away from week zero, mm -hmm. take away from, you know, a result that they didn't want. Right. Obviously, you never want to lose. No. And then you push forward to use that as motivation. Right push it into a county rivalry matchup as well with added, you know, emotion, right. added elevation of just, you know, wanting it more. And I think Friday night's going to be absolutely electric. It will be. It will be. Again, every game played within, you know, Cumberland County that I've been involved with has been an up-tempo game, even when Pop was here. When we would go, I, I know you remember those mm -hmm. games, went over there and it's like you went by a touchdown. It's not like you're going to get these crazy scores, you know. Um, they play tough. Our, our Cumberland County schools, they play tough. They're tough-nosed kids. So um, we're expecting a tough game. Um, but, again, we're expecting to see a W at the end of that game. Why? Because we put the work in and, and, and we made sure that we paid attention to all the little, uh, you know, things that we didn't pay so much attention to before against Oak Crest. We got to bring back the Cumberland County Cup. Would be nice. Be it very would fun. be really nice. A lot of fun. Um, I know Rich talks about that a ton whenever yeah. we have the, the county rivalry games. And, you know, back in the day, that was like you go to the mall on big. Friday night. And that the was next big, day, Kyle. you're bragging about winning 100%, that game. 100%. Um, you know, we actually got to win one of those. You know, so it was it was nice. We had the jacket, Um, you know. But then again, we we played all of the teams, mm -hmm. you know. We played Cumberland, we played Millville, we played Bridgeton, you know. So, you know, now it's like it's to all bring the schedule. Yeah, it's all it's all in the <laughs> scheduling. So you schedule all the Cumberland need, County we teams. We need the script writers <laughs> to come through and give us. We'll go right back to having this cup. But until then, it is what it is, a case of Sarah Sarah, and, and we'll move forward within the season that was built for us. What are your personal expectations going into Bridgeton and what you want to see from – yourself the coaching staff the players and you know the fans to come back out you know another week without school in session right don't lose 
that mojo that you brought, you know, right. week zero, continue to bring that, pack the stadium, and make Absolutely. it in an environment that is uncomfortable for your opponents. Absolutely. Um, well, what I'm expecting from my staff is nothing less than, what you know, what they do. They come in, hard hats on, they come into work, they do their X's and O's, they make sure that they're totally prepared for, for what they're going to face come that week. Um, our kids, due to that, are going to be prepared for what they see, uh, you know, come Bridgeton. And um, we just hope that our, our fans and our fan base, the community here in Vineland, shows up in droves like they did for that first game. Um, support your kids. You know, these are these are Vineland kids. These are your kids. All right. So please support. Um, we're going to keep getting better every week. You know, um, regardless of who's saying what, we will keep getting better every week. Just like this show is going to continue to get better each and every week. Again, the sauce, the secret sauce. <laughs> And that's all supplied by Robbie Bono here at the Absolutely. Double Eagle. Uh, big thank you to him again Absolutely. for having us thank out you, every single week. Absolutely. I know I mentioned on the first episode that the show will be happening Mondays here. Yes. Little scheduling conflicts, so a little peek behind the wall, breaking the fourth wall here. We're recording this on Sunday. Yes. So a little earlier in the week. Next week after Bridgeton's game, it'll be the day after. We'll be here on Saturday, Saturday. to record that. And then every week following, we'll begin the Monday, Monday. stretch. Um but no matter what, it's going to be here at the Double Eagle. Absolutely. We're very thankful to Robbie Bono and the, and the staff here for having us, Absolutely. and we're going to elevate this show. So if you want to watch the show live, just like Greif did tonight yes. with his family, come on out. We want to pack this place and, and support an amazing local business here in Vineland. Absolutely. Robbie Bono is a, a huge supporter of the program as Absolutely. well. So come on out to the Double Eagle to watch Guzman's Gridiron every single week. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you can listen in audio form. And then YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia is where you can watch the show. If you can't make it out to the Double Eagle, it will premiere every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it. It's almost like scheduled television, the way right. that YouTube lets you do it. It's pretty crazy. It's very, very fun. Neat. And, very uh, neat. And we can be in the, the comment section as well. So if you want to interact in the comment section when it's premiering, be in there. We'll be in the comment section yes. uh, chatting alongside you guys while it's premiering. So Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time is when the show will debut on YouTube. And, uh, again, thank you to Allen Associates once again thank for sponsoring you. the yep. show. Absolutely. Um, and we will be back on Saturday following, hopefully, talking about a big win over Bridgeton. Let's see what happens. Coach Goose, final thoughts for the people. Well, uh, again, we just want you to keep supporting the kids here in Violin. Please uh, come out. Come out heavy to Gatone Stadium, uh, where we're hopefully looking at a, a different outcome this week versus Bridgeton. Thank you to all. And that is another edition of Guzman's Gridiron, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Red and Gray Gridiron Group. For Coach Goose, I'm Kyle Bennett. We will see you guys Saturday from the Double Eagle for another edition of the podcast. Until then, go Vineland, and we'll see you at Gatone Stadium Friday night against Bridgeton. Thank you. I woke up saying it's about time. Relentless.